0: And welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Support the guys that support everybody, blah, blah, blah. Click through on the banners and all the stuff that keeps the winds in the sail, the Corolla pirate ship. Uh, do join me over at Instagram at uh, Dr. drew, drew, drew pinsky, where uh, we're doing regular sort of broadcast to you, the live TV now, and you can ask questions there. And we are going to have the opium series, the history of opiates in the United States and pri- well prior, the whole sweep of how opiates overtook uh, this country, all the way back to – take it, trace it back to Neanderthals. Uh, it'll be available as an audio book. I read the whole thing in. It's my privilege to welcome today Laura Wasser. The podcast is Divorce Sucks with Laura Wasser. iTunes, Podcast One. Uh, website, it's com, which sounds like eggs or, 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 or something. <laughs> or or a euphemism. Your yeah, euphemism yes. for the fact that is it is it uh, tongue-in-cheek that divorce is not easy at all? Right. Well, yeah. we're
1: trying to make it a little bit easier, but we know it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but this was something... That I came up with so that people do not have to pay the exorbitant amounts for attorneys when they may actually be able to go through the process with a little help um, and education on
0: their own. Fantastic. Fantastic. I did a a uh, documentary called Divorce Corp we took a look at uh, the family law system and I think was,
1: you might have featured us in a bit of that.
0: Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I and it was uh, stunning how uh, outside of the usual constitutional privilege family law courts are.
1: It's uh, it's crazy and that's why I kind of I wanted to disrupt this industry a bit. For the most part after practicing family law in Southern California for 25 years, it is just ludicrous that this that the system is as it is, it's so very broken and I kind of hit a crossroads where I was like, do I go legislature and try to fix it? Or do I bring a product To the masses that they can kind of educate themselves, start a conversation about it. And if they are with somebody that they're going to have to raise kids with and deal with in some way or another probably for the rest of their lives, can they get to a point where they can transact this business of breaking up and save a lot of money and hopefully remain good co-parents, good friends?
0: Is it a template? Yes. It's a template. And and can people – hybridize this in a sense get through as much as they can and then to get professional help to finish it up or something. they
1: can it was developed with the thought that they would go through the entire process and the template is for whichever state they're in right now we're only up in New York and California because the laws are different in all the states Totally different. Right? and even just coming up with the forms in California each Ugh. county has different stuff so we really had to put a lot of research into making it right and those forms are nuts. And then if you try to go downtown to Los Angeles Superior Court and you sit there for a day, you realize, this is unbelievable what's going on down here. Also, the entire family law system is one that's kind of based on precedents. So we've got a lot of older, white. Males that are kind of practicing this law, charging huge amounts, and judges, and judges. Although we have a lot of female judges now coming in, younger, and also many, many of the next crop of family law attorneys are female too.
0: But many of those become judges or whatever, or or practice or do adjudication with the law firms that are the family lawyers. That is true. Pretty crony esque.
1: It's very crony esque, and. Even amongst the cronies, it's gotten difficult. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when I started practicing 25 years ago, you could shake a hand, you'd know, you knew your judicial officers for better or for worse. There was a good faith understanding, hey, we're trying to get these families through it. It's gotten more litigious, less trustworthy, and it's just like it takes forever and it's super expensive. And it doesn't doesn't engender people coming out the other end, being friends or being able to co-parent effectively.
0: One of the things that um – I, I've heard from friends that go through this, is that the lying that goes on in the stand is so startling that it just, it screws them up for, well, forever after.
1: Yeah, you're like, this is somebody I was married to, yeah, was he there when this me, happened? How yeah, can they-
0: telling me I'm a rapist, well, or whatever. Well, that's,
1: that's why we did away with a no-fault divorce in California, because it just was such an evidentiary burden, and now with Photoshop, can you imagine? So there's no fault, but then at the same time, what we've seen, I think, in the last five years is a ton of people making allegations about things like domestic violence which will garner higher support and better custody and it's just not true.
0: And it's usually around the custody stuff sure. right? And the the other sort of extraordinarily egregious piece of this is the psychological services that are rendered for re- Ridiculous sums. Yep, insane. Yep, and 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 the patients, the patients, the the families are stuck paying the bill because what are they going to do? Right.
1: No, and it's and and they come out of every angle. You get a therapist for the family. You get a therapist for the mom. You get a therapist for the dad. You get a therapist for the kids. And a lot of these practitioners are really, really good at what they do, but they're being hired for a small piece and for a small period of time, and often to be the hired guns. It it doesn't it doesn't work.
0: Ugh, it's just gross. I mean, it just seems so painful for people. ugh, Well, I'm going to get some more of your data out. Um, The firm is Wasser, Cooperman, and Mandels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wcmfamilylaw.com. It's located in Los Angeles. Uh, Of course, uh, Laura has worked for Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp, Kim Kardashian, Ryan Reynolds, Stevie Wonder, Britney Spears, uh, Johnny Knoxville, and much more. So you've had to deal with all kinds of types. (laughs) Uh, Not exactly the easiest group to be dealing with. Um, and you got your BA in rhetoric. Explain to me uh, what kind of rhetoric and what that meant.
1: So when I was in college in the late 80s, early 90s, there was only a few schools in the country that had rhetoric yeah. as a major. So, while I really was loath to stay in California, and I did go to New York to NYU for a couple of years, I came back to be a rhetoric major at Cal. Mm. In my mind at the time, it just enabled me to be cont- to continue fucking around. I could still be a dilettante. I took the rhetoric of avant-garde poetry. I took the rhetoric of Preston Sturgis romantic comedy films. What you're doing is you're writing essays and then there's a big public speaking component too and I was in debate in high school and all that. But you're looking at the argument that the author, poet, artist was trying to make. What was their message as opposed to how many brush strokes or what was the iambic pentameter or stuff like that. So it was really cool and we really examined – how people are able to make their point,
0: but the argument—it's not the same kind of arguing that you did in law school, which is based on logic, right? Correct. It, a piece of it could be, but it's—it's right. it's often narrative or emotion, that kind of stuff. Right?
1: Totally. Which, by the way, it's, that's what I'm doing now too. I well, mean, you know,
0: that's what I was going to say. I mean, I mean, persuasion really is what we're talking about, and that's become a whole, particularly in the era of Trump, that's become a thing where facts don't matter and persuasion right. endpoints are all that people count.
1: Which is why, coming back to It's Over Easy, the two people that are actually going through the divorce are the two best people to come up with whatever the reasonable solution is because they know the facts. They know what actually happened. They know what's best for their kids and figure out, hey, he might not have been a great husband, but he could still be a great father. Or she may not have contributed very much during the marriage in terms of financial, but here are the things that she did, and here's how that's worthwhile to make that continue happening so that you don't have to hire a babysitter or somebody to shop for groceries or whatever else.
0: It it feels like it's over easy is um, collaborative, so it's not adversarial, at least initially.
1: Correct. Not to be confused with collaborative law, which is a whole nother movement that's come up, which is... I applaud it, but I have my hesitations about it. And what is that? That's when both parties hire a collaborative attorney. Mm -hmm. They hire um, usually some kind of a life coach or therapist. They hire a forensic accountant, but a joint one. And then a a myriad of other people are all there together working on this. My issue with it is. myriad of other people. Oh, you'd be amazed. But (laughs) but, I don't know. Spiritual advisors. uh, Some of the healers. But what happens sometimes or what happens often, I feel, is that (laughs) if it all blows up. You cannot then use those same individuals in a case. So I, again, it, it's kind of put your money where your mouth is. If you're in, you have to be all in. My issue with it is that seems like a tremendous amount of time and money spent if it doesn't work out, right. and that worries me about collaborative law. But right. I know people who do it, and they've loved it, and it's worked out for them.
0: Is that the consciously uncoupling or whatever the hell mm. they call that? It
1: might, it's collaboratively uncoupling, yeah, some I guess. Yeah, p- part of
0: that <laughs> a movement. Um, divorce is down, uh, although it's up in 55 to 65 and even up more 65 and above, right?
1: That is what I hear. and again, there's a there's been a big article going around about millennials di- millennials making divorce go down. I think it's great.
0: Well, but there' also there's hidden data in that millennial data. They're making divorce go down. If they marry. Right. But most of them are not married and having kids anyway. Or they're waiting until later. And they're not – well, that's still part of what's making the data go down. But those that are not getting married are not getting married and not having successful relationships – and are having kids right. and are in a big mess, it seems to me.
1: Which we also deal with on, it, on its own reason. You can't do the, you know, you can do a paternity case, parentage case and figure out support and how to share custody and that kind of stuff because that is a huge, I mean, that's me. I have two kids. I wasn't married to either of their dads. Um, I opted not to let the state kind of have control over what I did with my finances and that kind of stuff. But I still co-parent and I still have financial obligations with both of the dads of both of my kids.
0: And is LegalZoom your main competitor or are you just Not like at all. LegalZoom?
1: No, we actually – In the
0: sense that you're a online
1: you – know. No, but LegalZoom, we actually started yesterday our co-branding with LegalZoom. Mm. So if you go to LegalZoom, marriage, and divorce, so, we pop
0: up. So you're the service so for them. So we're the service well, for them good. right now. Yeah, That's nice. Good for you. That, that sounds like a, a good thing. Uh, <laughs> I the, hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean because I've used a lot of LegalZoom stuff yeah. over the years. No, LegalZoom's they're, they're, they're awesome. fine, yeah. Uh, and I've known Bob forever. Uh Divorce sucks. Anything interesting coming up on that that we should look forward to, and what kinds of interviews and whatnot
1: We launched at the end of last month with Chris Jenner, and um, we've had a bunch I mean what I wanted to do when Podcast One came to me and said, "Hey, do you want to do this again, I just want to educate people this mm-hmm. is it's weird to me that we are more willing to talk about breast cancer than we are about divorce, and I think when people go into it, they feel so isolated. So I thought, all right, I'll spend an hour a week and I'll talk to professionals that do co-parenting therapy. I'll talk to retired judges. I'll talk to accountants. I'll talk to – today we spoke with a woman financial planner that flew in from New York who's absolutely wonderful and starting her own podcast. Everybody has a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. But – and then, you know, every once in a while I'll get a celebrity. They're like, well, I'm not going to talk about mine, right? And I said, no, I don't want to talk about yours. You are my client. I don't want to breach attorney-client privilege. Is
0: Is Chris your client? Who? Chris. Chris, uh, Chris Jenner was not Jenner? my
1: client. Many of her children have been my oh. clients. And I, I went through her divorce with her. Actually, when she divorced um, Robert Kardashian, my dad was her attorney.
0: Oh, interesting. Yes. So you grew up out here in Southern California? Yep. And, I went and, to
1: Beverly Hills High School.
0: And did your parents divorce?
1: They divorced when I was about 16. And they were great kind of test cases for what we preach not only at the firm but at, at It's Over Easy because they did it in the most civil, amicable, respectful way that I kind of grew up going, oh, wh- why is this a big deal? We're still a family. We still have Thanksgiving all together. They're both married to other people. There's more step brothers and sisters. Is everybody always like super happy, wonderful, getting along? No, we're not like morons, but we, but it works. And that's what my parents chose to do for my brother and me to make sure that we always knew that we were a family and the family came first.
0: Does your brother feel the same way?
1: Yes. And no. he's an MFT. He's married. He's got two kids. He, he got a lot of tattoos shortly after the divorce. And it was really funny because I was at NYU and my parents woke me up. He was about I guess 15, and my mom mm. was weeping. But again, they had been divorced for a couple of years already. But yet, they called me on a conference call, and she was weeping. I thought, Oh shit, who died? You know. Mm, yeah. And my dad said, "Bunny, calm down. We, we, Laura, we have something to tell you." I said, "Yeah, your brother's gotten a tattoo." <laughs> I said, okay, yeah. what's it of? What are we well, it's, it's of like a bird or something. <laughs> and he said, it's of a big bad wolf. <laughs> and we think this might have happened because of the divorce. What do you think? I said, I think it might have happened because he's 15 and he wanted a tattoo. I got to go to philosophy and yeah. hung up the phone. And I went to class. Subsequently, he got several more tattoos. Then he's had some removed because he had a daughter and a lot of the tattoos were pinup girls. Oh. But the bottom line is he does feel the same as I do about be- there being a better way to get through this process. It if you're going like through it, it.
0: It did affect. Him a bit, to be fifteen and acting. I mean, you can't get at that too without a parental. Well, thing, we, remember, we grew, the law. we grew up I'm here.
1: We grew up here. I'm just saying, like, you, we you, did a lot of law breaking I'm just in saying. our team, and so
0: the, that we see a lot of acting out behaviors in 15, 16 year old that way. Yes, but that's you know that's I mean divorce c- kids kids do tend to feel internally somewhat uh, ruptured. Yes, when that happens, and they have, they have to contend to deal with it, manage it. Um. Any, anything that that's sort of uh top of mind for you now any issues that are pertinent anything's on the the state is creating laws it seems like Jerry Brown's signing laws every day in about California. dogs
1: and cats did you about, read that I, one well
0: what do you think about that for instance look let's uh, to tell them what that okay one is. so
1: i somebody actually sent this to me the other day and i was, i wrote back i texted back not true. I assure you animals pets are always treated as chattel they have you know, no more okay. rights to them than a vase All right
0: so so the 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 headline was. That dogs and cats are now considered custody right. rather than property, right?
1: So that you and, and that's not you consider that do- it is true. Then oh. I read the article. Oh, I thought, it is true. oh God, what? <laughs> no. And basically, it wasn't what's in the dogs or cats or parrots or lizards' best interest is what. It's who was the person who walked the animal and yeah. fed the animal and whatever else.
0: But it, it goes down a weird slippery slope because who liked the animal? Right. Who the animal liked it's, better? In the past, it's weird. It's, in
1: the past, it's always oh. been who bought it with what money. You oh. don't have any more right to it. than you do to a car, sometimes if the kids were really attached, maybe it would weigh a little bit more heavily. But now there's a new law. We got. I mean, can you can, can you get the animal up on the stand and actually uh, like are, see is, who it goes to? Are they gonna or? have
0: closed sessions with I, the mom I, and the, the judge? All and the I can and the, think the, is, the, thank
1: God I wasn't married because you know how many animals we have at my house. I've oh, got like a, we've got 17 different kinds of reptiles yeah, and tortoises, fish and reptiles.
0: And the things, interesting
1: and, thing is, neither one of the dads of either one of my kids would ever want any what? of those animals.
0: I think it was just cats and dogs, though, wasn't it? Or was it applied to all oh, animals? Oh, it's pets. No, it's pets. all pets, pets. and. and and now reading it a little uh, more carefully, I noticed that it was really about judicial discretion. More yes. Than, yeah.
1: So judges can actually think about this issue because right. they don't—they probably don't have that much else on their docket that they have to be <laughs> really considering and make a determination. And let me just tell you, Drew, that last year I had a case, which was a, would have been a very simple case. They were married for 32 years. They had about $4 billion. They just had to split it down the middle. No biggie. It went no on biggie. for a year and a half. And one of the major issues in this case- was there three cats. And oh. I mean, there were, now again, this law hadn't gone into effect yet, thank God. So the judge was just saying, I don't care about the cats. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. We can, And then at one point he was going to split them up and they both said, oh, you can't split them up. So yeah, people feel very strongly about their animals. Oh
0: my God. And, and then people build resentments and they start acting out. Blah, yes. Blah, blah. And, and do you have any like narratives you can share, stories that are sort of um, cautionary or funny or things that you've sort of come to mind when you've you know, tell the story about your career.
1: Well, there was, I mean, again, back on the pet track, there was a case we had several years ago where they were really arguing over this parrot. And the parrot did speak, so that was cool. But there, it was a big, big issue. And in the end, my this was one of my dad's cases, he did a very Salmonic kind of, you know, resolution and said, we're going to cut the parrot in half. And oh. sure enough...
0: The Husband
1: result. was like, "Go for it." If oh. you know, if I can't have it, she shouldn't have it either. And wife said, "Oh my goodness, da da da." And in the end, wife got the parrot. Oh, interestingly, and it had nothing. It wasn't tried. They settled the case. I'm sure he got some other huge I, piece you've of. I gotta imagine or something.
0: the guy that's willing to cut the bird in half doesn't right. really care He's much about kinda, the bird. Doesn't care exactly. Just he guessing. just
1: wanted to get her. So yeah, yeah stuff like that happens. Um, people have said that in family law, in criminal law, you see not such great people on their best behavior, and in family law, you see perfectly regular, lovely people on their absolute worst behavior. And I've had people say to me, a couple years after their case was over, God, I was a douche. I am so sorry that you had to see me like that. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm kind of used to it. It's fine. They really are going through so much pain and fear. And again, that's why we just kind of, we want people to be able to talk about it. We want them to know that there's a support group for them out there, whether it's at their local community college or high school or friends, and that there's a group of people that have either gone through or are going through what they're going through.
0: What's your theory about why it affects us the way it does? You have a personal theory about it?
1: I do. I think it's because we are raised to have this checklist list of things we're supposed to do. And on the checklist is fall in love, maybe move in or get engaged, get married, procreate. And when you hit the point in that checklist that you are faltering, in other words, the fall in love, get married, procreate thing falls apart, we feel like we failed. And again, I'm not saying, hey, go get divorced. It's so great. It's wonderful. But what I'm saying is I do believe that children are healthier seeing two happy parents than two miserable parents. And I believe that people are happier and their best selves if they've gone through that moment of what we can call failure and then kind of moved on to something else.
0: Is there a most common source of failure?
1: No, I think probably, you know, everybody says it's adultery and outside the relationship. That's more of a symptom. I think it really is people failing to communicate, people failing to check in with each other. Look, after five years, you don't get that same feeling in your stomach anymore. And particularly here in Southern California and the entertainment industry, we get high from that. So we, where is it we want it? I want, if I'm not getting it here, I want to get it somewhere else. How do I recreate that feeling that makes me feel so good?
0: That sounds like alcoholism.
1: It does a bit.
0: Yeah. And alcoholics always have been prone that way. So that's not Southern California. That's, yeah. That might that's be everyone. Untreated alcoholism. Right. That's, not everyone. that's not everyone. It's not everyone. It's people that that need the arousal and the excitement. Yeah. And, um, but even then, that you could maintain in a relationship. It's just, it's just hard.
1: It, it, look, it's a very hard thing to do. And you have to make a choice to do it. And there are certain couples that were meant to mate for life. And that's great. I think the most, the regular, the most, normal way of thinking of it is that people probably weren't and that they put the work in and that they do it and this is a relationship and a commitment and that we've accepted that and if if you've accepted that and that's the that's the deal then you stay married and you're fine and it's not always fireworks and butterflies but that's your significant other and that's your co-parent and you get through
0: it when people can keep it more exciting have you noticed how they're able to do that
1: Yeah, I think it has to do with – I do believe that sex begets sex. You Mm -hmm. make a sex night. You have sex on that night, and then Mm -hmm. often you're going to want to have sex the next night maybe. Right. Carving out that time to be together. I do really, really think counseling is important. I mean even if you have a crash test dummy in the room just getting into a room and you know, regurgitating whatever your resentments are once a week, every couple weeks, I think that's really healthy for people.
0: I've noticed three broad strokes, and you tell me if they fit with your sort of observations too. There's sort of a – a level of attraction, or I, I just sort of call it intuitiveness, that two people have to have to sustain them. They have to be really interested in being around each other all the time, and really attracted to each other in some way, right? Yes, I agree with that. Secondly, I agree. Mental health services pay dividends. You have to, be able to you have to use them when you need to use them. If you yes. don't, you will pay a price for not doing that.
1: It's like working out; it's and, good for you.
0: And then you said having sex frequently that that data's in there. I now mean, we don't know if that's cause or effect, right? But but the one thing that's ignored is. Women perimenopausal and menopausal shut down if you don't restore their hormones. And it's not fair to them, but right. not my profession. We rarely think about it unless you're sort of un- understand that or attuned to it or specialize in it. And I've seen relationships. Salvaged by by that by
1: the hormonal replacement that then bumps up the sex drive, it up just restores it.
0: Yeah, and and so people are back to get you know. It's kind of a glue of some sort, right? By the same token, medication, my profession, often you know, certainly all the antidepressants, all that stuff shut things down right no one tells the patients about that and then they wonder why they're disconnected right at a time particularly when they need their partner when they're depressed or anxious that kind of thing
1: and i find so often people come in my office and they're like i can't believe this i was just blindsided i can't believe he or she wants to split up and i'll say things like well when was the last time you guys had sex or we try to determine data separation one of the factors is you know when sexual relations happen and they're like oh it's like I think five or six years ago. Oh. And I say, well, wait, why are you so blindsided? Yeah. I mean, if he's not sleeping with you, he's sleeping with someone, don't you think? And they say, well, I don't know. I Again, I think it's another thing, relationships, we don't talk about it. Now we're seeing more articles, we're seeing more blogs, we're seeing more discussion about not only divorce, but about what goes into preventing divorce or maintaining relationships.
0: Hey everybody. Thanksgiving is finally here, and Podcast One is your home for the best cooking podcast to help you around the kitchen. Wednesdays means a heaping helping of celebrity chef Rick Bayless on the feed, along with a side of Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast. Hmm. Then top it off with a slice of Richard Blaze with Starving for Attention every Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at Podcast One, and check out these great shows every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Sunday Scaries. Yes, yes. They are very focused on helping you with anxiety, something I know a good bit about. I had panic attacks, and I have generalized anxiety disorder to this day. And I'm increasingly impressed with the enthusiasm by many psychiatrists for CBD. And Sunday Scaries is a CBD product. You can order them online from their website, sundayscaries.com. It's shipped directly to you. There's also subscription packages for reoccurring monthly orders at a discounted rate. Sunday Scaries for our listeners. Get a 10% discount and free shipping at sundayscaries.com. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y, Scaries, S-C-A-R-I-E-S, using the promo code D-R-D-R-E-W, Dr. Drew. That is sundayscaries.com, promo code Dr. Drew. These gummies contain zero THC, which means they are not psychoactive, and we do not believe there's any addictive potential. They should be used as directed, and they should be used under the direction of your physician. So don't be treating any psychiatric symptoms on your own. Do it with the supervision and direction of your doctor. So be sure to talk to your physician about these products. But this seems like something that will have great utility. Discuss it with your doctor. Discuss with your pharmacist. It is sundayscaries.com. Well, muscle cramps are a horrible problem if you're one of these sufferers and Therox Relief is the solution. People are jolted out of bed, they can't sleep, it's you know, obviously it has major health impacts. Also you can't exercise, can't get around. Therox Relief is a non-greasy foam formula, clinically proven to relieve muscle cramps fast and reduce muscle soreness and with daily use Therox Relief can prevent muscle cramps before they start. That allows you to get that full night's sleep or do the activities you want and improve your health overall. Therax Relief only takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly. I recommend Therawix Relief to family, friends, patients. My patients give it to their friends. And, uh, boy, for those muscle sufferers, we no longer have to use a medication, which is a godsend. We just use Therawix Relief foam. It is my choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Make it yours, too. Get TheraWorks Relief in the pain relief aisle at Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That is TheraWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. (laughs) The other thing I've noticed in marriages and relationships both is that— when two people are sort of not doing great and somebody's unhappy, 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 and then one day somebody goes home and goes, that's it, I'm out. There's always – that's another person. Right. There's always another right. person. Right, because you're not going to quit oh, your
1: job until you got uh, the new job.
0: Always, always, <laughs> always. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, but that's what people do, I guess. Yes. Um if people are, if if you were talking to somebody trying to discourage them from it, what, what would you, how would you approach that? From to divorce? discourage
1: them from getting from divorced. Divorce, yeah,
0: but who would be discouraged, how?
1: Almost all of my clients have been in some form of counseling or other. If they haven't, I say, really, can you get in there?
0: But but so often the therapists these days are a little jaded, and they'll, they'll say, "Well, people come in here; it's already the end. Right. Let's just figure out how to end it." Right, and, and that's not necessarily what you're sending them there for. I've noticed.
1: No. I'm yeah. I'm always very interested to see the level of kind of passion. People come in and they're completely like flatlining. Yeah. To me, that means maybe it really is over. Yeah. Whereas people come in and they're super angry, super sad. Super angry usually means that there's something left in there. Oh. I mean, maybe not. And I can usually tell within the first couple of meetings. And I'll say, I don't know if you're ready yet. You can tell about how they talk about their spouse, if they're kind of detached or if they're like, you know, I think he's really going to be upset about this and da-da-da. So I would – I mean I always say if you're not ready, don't don't spend the money. The other thing I always say is you can always get back together. At any point during this process, it's not like the divorce police are going to say, well, you started this in January. You got to finish what you started. You could call it off, put it on hold, whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, but that's true. I want to hear Drill a little more into what you were saying about how to know if somebody is really done or not. Because it could be helpful for people to sort of have a.
1: Well, yeah. A if you, so there have been people that come in and they're like, and, and sometimes it's just their affect. They just are very, you know, bland faced people. But if they're coming in and they're really pissed. Or they're really, really sad. What if
0: it's a mismatch? One's really pissed. Well, and I don't sad. see no, them both.
1: I uh-huh. only will see one generally. Like got some it. of my mediation clients, I'll see both. But again, by that time, they've already been to other people, and they really just don't want to deal with lawyers. They want to deal with a mediator. No, for the most that,
0: part, should most people look that direction if they can't do it with it's over easy?
1: I think so. I really do. Mediators. I think if you, I think mediation is always yeah. best if you've got two people that are advocating yeah. and they're each making money off of your arguments and conflict, that's not a great sign. I say that to people all the time. The yeah. more you argue, the more money I make. Yeah. Can't we figure this out? I mean, I drive a really nice car. I've got good clothes. My kids are in private school. I'm good. Let's try to figure out how to save your money. And more importantly, particularly for my law firm clients, you know, save your aggravation. This is the person you, like any other lawsuit you get into, whether it's a fender bender, a landlord tenant, you're not going to see that person again. You're going to see this person again. Lots and lots. And it really is best for your own mental health if you're doing it in a good way. And I have had clients that got back together, sometimes early on before we start the process. And sometimes as soon as it's done and they're divorced, they tell me they got back together. Not often, but sometimes. I know, but sometimes you have to go through that. It is weird.
0: The remarriage thing. I I don't get that. Why go through all that and then remarry?
1: Well, I, I, why go through all that and then marry somebody that's exactly like the person that you were married to before, which happens all the time,
0: all the time, right? I
1: totally see like the newer, younger model so often. And then I see the ones that completely go in the different direction. Like they were with somebody that was tall and blonde and leggy and whatever. And then they come in with this like short, petite, kind of Latina looking gal. It's really interesting. I mean, that's why I've done what I've done for so many years, because it's a fascinating study in human nature and what people care. I mean, everybody comes in and goes, I just care about the kids. I mean, the kids are really my priority. And like 15 minutes in, they're like, so how much money do you think I'm going to have to give her? And I'm like, well,
0: wait, wait, let's talk about the kids for a second. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, Back back to the switch. What do you think that is from one extreme to another? I don't know. There's no way to characterize that as a – No,
1: I think one thing didn't work. And so then they – I mean, definitely people – Well, you're
0: talking about appearance, but I'm wondering if there's something else. I
1: don't get to know the new spouses that well. But I can – a lot of them want to bring them to the meeting. So one could have been a very kind of passive, you know, submissive, spouse first wife whatever then second wife is in there and she's firing or or the opposite that the first wife was bossy and controlling and she always needed to see everything and control everything where the new one is very lovely and wafy and whatever you want honey it's just interesting and it's also interesting to see at what point in your life you hook up with these
0: people well i wonder if that's why in, in, in cases like that if that's why the divorce occurred because they, they, they grew up they grew, grew up apart. and they needed something. Well, they. it sounds like that – you're talking about the men in this case, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Well, you're talking about a person that needs something different wasn't getting those needs met right. in the relationship and so literally had to end up someone those, else. Had yeah. to, and I'm just wondering why those needs became so paramount for that person.
1: I think would, often starting out, you need certain things. Yeah. It, and And again, this is why this millennials waiting to get married until later or not marrying at all is, I think, a good sign because – you should probably have a little bit of experimentation before you oh, actually get listen, married.
0: And wh- what should I mean? What major decisions should you ever make in your twenties? I, 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 I mean, <laughs> well, we
1: decided to go to professional school. Uh, yeah. I did it really because my parents said that they would continue to support me as well, long as a lot I was in that, school. Right? So.
0: There's a lot of that. <laughs> I had nowhere of else that. to go. But then once you get in there, you're like, oh, this is good. Right. I like this. And so you don't – I'm not sure you are making a decision <laughs> to go to professional school oftentimes unless you just really kind of enjoy a yeah. topic. You're just kind of pursuing – I to that point – so many of my classmates in medical school were just good students. Right. And they thought, well, I'm a science, I like science, and I'm a good student. Well, this is just where right. you go. You go to medical school.
1: I think that's changed now, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know kids graduating from high school that are like, why would I go to college?
0: Why well, would I go to college? And then why would I become a doctor? It's right. It like, just looks so painful. And right. It is. But there are those still that have the calling, which is great. I mean, it's, we'll see how that all plays out.
1: Another thing I wanted to talk to you about is some of the kind of parallel or side cases that I have that have not, they're not in family law court. Some of them are civil cases that have to do with things like torts, like infectious diseases Mm. you and i have both talked about this in different at different Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. with kevin and bean and stuff like that the herpes cases and we get so many of those and then we get them lumped in with the divorce so i want half of everything and i want you know this much support and i want this much of the retirement plan and i want this much for my for my sexually transmitted disease that he gave me because he slept with somebody else
0: so it's a penalty yeah Uh, interesting yeah and and you're doing that in just the setting of divorce you're doing it all over the place
1: I try not to do it all over the place. I'm never the plaintiff in those. I'm usually, if it's the, I'm usually representing the defendant. And because we've done so many of these cases and I've learned more than I frankly <laughs> ever wanted to know about the herpes virus. And it's always herpes. Yeah. Well, it's not always herpes. Sometimes, I mean, now we're seeing a lot of actually m- many more, the, you know, HPV and stuff, which could be much more fatal than herpes. Much more serious, yeah. But it's, v- I, w- I don't want to say it's very difficult. It's impossible to prove where it came from in both of those instances or if the person had it before. And so- what we used to kind of just throw $50,000 at both. If somebody was coming at, we've had a few clients that we only represent on the sexually transmitted disease thing. They'll call up or their business managers will call up and say, Hey, he's getting sued for this. How can you help us out? Whatever. But then a lot of them are, We represent the client, and the client's spouse is saying, he or she gave me this, and I want this in addition to whatever the settlement is. Is
0: is there a standard fee for that? Sounds funny to me. In my
1: world, it used to be 50, but it's certainly, as we've seen from the news lately, exceeded that amount lately and and seen how pain and suffering and, and danger to unborn children and all those kind of things get slapped in there as well.
0: And so what's the going rate now? Well, I don't know what the going rate is, is now. Is there, I'm, I'm sticking at 50. Are they set – are they set – are there standards? No. Or are they, they're, no. Just, they're whatever the case no. is. Yeah. Right. Um, very interesting. And are – I'm wondering on the variety of circumstances in which these things develop. I guess they must be all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's just all over the place. Um so uh it's over easy is strictly about divorce. Divorce example, and, and
1: well it's it's divorce and also it's parentage. So if you custody. have a a kid with somebody and you you're were put not the married. Stuff in there? We are not putting the animal stuff in there. We <laughs> so. are still dividing. Look, if you have a pet and you guys can work it out cuz we're all about uncontested divorces, then we'll put the pet in there and make it part of your divorce judgment or your paternity judgment. But otherwise I, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm obviously curious to go back to the, what you've learned about human nature and, you know, in, in the setting of the, the circumstances in which you see people. I, is it too complex to sort of give any general broad strokes of what you've learned or, or do I have to ask specific questions about it? No, the-
1: I can give you – I mean, look, I what, when I've been doing this generally with people who are high net worth. So it's very interesting to me. And again, most of the people – um, when if they're, in, if they're in the entertainment industry, they have representatives who all make commission based on these people working. Mm-hmm. So they've got their agent and business manager and manager mm-hmm. and publicist and everybody's – And lawyer. And lawyer. Yeah. Everybody's taking a piece of the action. Yeah. I bill hourly. I'm in for six to 12 months and then I'm out. So where everyone else has said, well, of course she's not going to get the kids or of course she's not going to get the ranch house. And no, dude, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. I go, no, she's going to have half the time with the kids just like you are, and that ranch house was purchased during marriage, so you're either going to buy her out or she's going to buy you out or you're going to put it on the market and sell it. I'm the no person.
0: Now- so, so in other words – I'm, I'm not sure I'm hearing you. So all the representatives get into the actions what you're saying?
1: They probably are in the action on the sidelines. They are telling their client I what see. their client wants to hear so that their client can heal and get back out there and do what he or she's supposed to do, whether right. it's on a football field or if it's, you know in front of a microphone with a crowded stadium or yeah. if it's in front of a camera. Yeah, yeah, and that these people are with them for life. I'm a very short period of time, and my whole philosophy is let's not blow sunshine up anybody's ass because I don't want anybody coming back to me and saying, Well, you said I was going to get the kids for the entire time. Right. That doesn't really happen unless there's some really, really bad stuff going on. Right. Really bad.
0: Yeah, I get it. Well, at least if if the – the mom is curtailed in some way, right? The, the, for that to happen, there has to be some really bad stuff going on. Well, no. Or, the, or dad to lose stuff. I guess that's but right. No, no, no. Ways. There's
1: plenty of dads that come yeah. in and say she's narcissistic and she's bipolar. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen all of the yeah. the self uh, diagnosing. Oh, yeah. And I say, she's borderline. Who, blah, blah, blah. who told? And, and it goes in waves, too. Remember, the psychopath it was a few years ago. Everybody was a psychopath. But now everybody's a narcissist. And in between, there was bipolar disorder. Yeah. 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 And I said, "Who do we have this written down somewhere? That could be really helpful." No, but I'm telling you because I read an article on WebMD, and that's what she seems like
0: to me. But but we started this by talking about w- what are the broad strokes about oh. humans that you've learned through this.
1: I think that humans are generally. Um, kind and good. And I think they generally... That's amazing you come out with I, I, that still. Look, yeah. I do. I think that That's when great. they are going through difficult times... them at their worst, as you I said. I am seeing them at their worst, but I do think that we have an infinite capacity for love and Mm -hmm. for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. and for moving, and and for resentment, (laughs) but those things are shorter term, I think. I think that generally, what I often find is, and I say this to people.
0: We prefer to be in the positive. We prefer to be in the positive,
1: and once the dust settles, once your case, no matter how horrible it was, is resolved, and you give it a little bit of breathing time, you're like, it's kind of like giving birth, I guess. That wasn't so bad. I could do that again. Why would anyone get married again after a miserable divorce and yet they do? Yeah. That's because we want to see the good. We want to fall in love. We want to have hope and we want to be
0: happy. Do people that get remarried usually get uh n- Pre-nup- prenuptial agreements? If
1: I have anything to say about it, they do. Does
0: that help them? Have they learned something because of the divorce in the sense that they didn't learn not to get married, but do right. they learn how to approach marriage differently?
1: I think so. I hope so. If they are open to the idea of having a prenuptial agreement, and again, this is a big representatives thing, well, my representatives made me get this, um, then they at least realize the issues that should be discussed. Which I got to say, a lot of people that come into my office have never even discussed. So you've been married 20 years. You come in and you go, so I get the house, right? Well, why would you get the house? Well, doesn't the mom always get the house? Mm -hmm. No. Or, well, I'm not going to have to pay him support because he never did anything. He sat on the couch. He has a a degree, but he never did anything. So I want this albatross off from around my neck. And I said, well, of course you're going to pay support. You're going to pay spousal support. You're going to pay child support. And he's going to get half of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So people don't figure out what the law is before they get married. And I say to people all the time, you walk down the aisle, and you pay for a florist, and you pay for a venue, and you pay for the efficient, and you pay for the cake, and yet you sign contracts with all those people, but you don't even know what the contract is that you are entering into when you got married. Right. So when you're doing a prenup, you have a little bit of that tip that you get. Now
0: that women are becoming way, such high wage earners, is, 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 are any of the laws in California likely to change? Because they've gone so far in favor of the dependent right. individual, and now that seems unfair since right. like some dude's lying on somebody's couch.
1: I don't think it's unfair at all. If you, if just the way that men have been complaining for years about the ladies who lunch and get their nails done and buy stuff, if your guys lying on your couch, then you know that you probably need to get out of the relationship, and don't wait.
0: Until tell you there's more assets. Uh, but, but are the laws likely to change, do you think, because of I don't that?
1: think so. No. I mean, I don't think so because the law is – it is gender blind. And again, if you have – the assumption is that the person who's not the breadwinner is actually the homemaker. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. That's correct. Both with men and women. Mm-hmm. You could have plenty of nannies and you could have plenty of housekeepers and so – that affords more time for lying on the couch
0: <laughs> right it it just it has always seemed sort of unfair that somebody could be that dependent and and reap fifty percent of the rewards you know it's, it's right. one thing thirty percent or twenty five percent but Here's half for doing nothing.
1: This these laws were based on kind of an old school understanding. I, that's, I understand. Of, that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Aren't they going to change? Now well, look, that the world it's interesting. Changing?
1: There is the law is that both par- both parents should be contributing to the child's support. The law is that both parties should be contributing to their own support. So when I appear in front of judges and I say, "Explain this to me," because I don't understand it, they were not married. They have two children. She does not do anything, and she gets $50,000 a month tax-free. Where is she contributing to her own support at all? What These are, they, are two they, little kids. What do the judges say? The judges say that the law is that the child right. gets to be supported in a lifestyle which is commensurate with his or her wealthiest parent. And you can't screw the child over. He can't be living in one Bel Air mansion and then going to, like, an apart- two-bedroom apartment in Van Nuys. So crazy. Wear a <laughs> condom, boys. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, one of the most important parts of recovery, of course, is not using drugs. And the only test we have for that is the urine toxicology test. The only really, uh, and we can do blood tests, but the only test we typically use is urine. And it's actually a better test than the blood test in many cases. But people can adulterate these tests. There's an epidemic of falsified samples or patients either use someone else's urine or some of the synthetic urine that's available. Well, there's a new solution that virtually eliminates this faking test, even in facilities where they are unobserved. It's called ToxProtect, a DNA-verified drug test. And a lab service that provides 100% sample authenticity. ToxProtect was created by Genotox Labs. It can be used in place of any standard urine drug test. It starts with a simple one-time cheek swab to establish the patient's identity. And once submitted, each subsequent screening uses DNA testing to verify that that sample matches the patient. Additionally, they screen for synthetic urine and irregular values that would indicate dilution. In other words, they guarantee accountability. You will know if this patient is using or not. I mean, why waste time if they're still using drugs? I'm excited to see this service being used and I think it can significantly improve an addict's chances for sustained recovery. We'll be talking more about Genotox Labs and ToxProtect on on future shows, and thankfully ToxProtect is being used by more facilities every day. Get more information or share it with your facility at doctor.com slash ToxProtect. Again, that is doctor.com slash T-O-X-P-R-O-T-E-C-T, ToxProtect. Did you know that as many as 15 million Americans have COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease? November is National COPD Awareness Month. COPD is a serious, progressive illness that makes it difficult to breathe. And while it's not curable, there are treatment options available, and people can have tremendous symptom relief. We have all kinds of great interventions at this point. So if you or a loved one has COPD, talk to your physician about a plan that fits your lifestyle. For more information, visit womeningovernment.org. Well, muscle cramps are a horrible problem. If you're one of these sufferers, and Therawix Relief is the solution. People are jolted out of bed; they can't sleep. It's you know, obviously, it has major health impacts. Also, you can't exercise, can't get around. Therawix Relief is a non-greasy foam formula, clinically proven to relieve muscle cramps fast and reduce muscle soreness. And with daily use, Therawix Relief can prevent muscle cramps before they start. That allows you to get that full night's sleep or do the activities you want and improve your health overall. Therax Relief only takes minutes to apply. Absorbs quickly. I recommend Therawix Relief to family, friends, patients. My patients give it to their friends. And, uh, boy, for those muscle sufferers, we no longer have to use a medication, which is a godsend. We just use Therawix Relief foam. It is my choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Make it yours, too. Get TheraWorks Relief in the pain relief aisle at Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That is TheraWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. So back to human nature. So people are good. People are uh, have a capacity for love. People resolve their resentments and feel better.
1: For the most part. There are some real evil people out there, too. Right, right. But, but those are not happy people. They're right. not going to get through this easily.
0: And... Uh, you know I was thinking just as what you were talking, I was thinking about that. some of my friends are attorneys who have high profile clients i mean literally make them have paperwork at the door to their house at the door to their bedroom at the door to their car that people if you 're going to be around then they make you sign
1: nDAs
0: nDAs not but but also liability waivers all that yeah. kinds of stuff yep. which is crazy i mean we are in it, we're in that world now where you have to – some people have to protect themselves with paperwork. Yes.
1: And a lot of times that paperwork, by the way, is not super enforceable because if the person doesn't have an attorney advising them when they sign it – for example, prenups. If you said to someone, oh, well, I just want you to sign this prenup and we're going to go to Vegas and get married, it wouldn't be valid. Both people have to have attorneys. There's a time period in advance. But maybe you know people can agree to anything. So if you've signed something –
0: No, no. Now you're going to have to have paperwork and an attorney standing at your door (laughs) explaining it to the people (laughs) that come to your party. So I did have a
1: client say to me, I would love some kind of a release that you could give me that I would just keep in my drawer next to my bed so that if I have sex with somebody, I don't have to worry about her suing me for paternity or any kind of sexually transmitted disease. And I said, it won't be enforceable. If you have a kid, nothing that she signs is going to give up that kid's right to money. Just wear a condom.
0: <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, this is it's very interesting to me because it, 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 you are seeing people at the most sort of I'm not sure it's vulnerable, but raw, at least. You know, they're, they're all their motivations and all their weaknesses and all their fears and wishes are sort of laid open for you.
1: And that's why we're really trying to give them other people with whom they can connect and with whom they can speak. And then, again, back to It's Over Easy for a second, we have a whole index of support providers, whether it's somebody that's going to help you manage your finances or get new health insurance because it's not available through your spouse or a moving company or a closet organizer We're doing an event on October 24th at The Real Real so that people can come and figure out how to get rid of some of their shit and maybe buy some new stuff if they're dating. People that give spray tans, whiten teeth, get you back in shape. All of these people can be your village that's around you as you are going through this process and starting the next chapter of your life.
0: I I know this is going to be an impossible question to answer. Oh, good. I love this. But but, I'm I'm just trying to think what people would want you to tell them. I, I think one of them would be cost. Uh, how much should an average person? I don't know these high-profile things. Expect to either spend or lose, or you know what? Or what, I, I don't have to think about it. Is it how much should they expect to spend, or what percentage of their assets should they expect right. to have given up to the process of divorce?
1: Well, we did some research before we launched in January. Yeah. The average divorce in the United States. Now, keep in mind this this is an average that has some kind of high sides in New York and California, and then low sides in other parts of the country, just because of what attorneys' rates are. Yeah. Average divorce per person in the country is $17,000. Okay. Okay. So you're looking at 17 each to go through your average divorce. And it's over easy. Our price points are seven fifty, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred. My retainer at Wasser, Cooperman, and Mandel's, just relatively speaking, is 25000
0: Just to start the divorce.
1: Just to get in the door. Yeah. So it's expensive. And when you think about every call, every letter, every filing, that shit adds up.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and, and now is that taken down from the 25 or is that an addition to the 25 you're we b- we bill against of, the 25 yeah. some
1: don't some like to always keep that just in case whatever <laughs> we bill against it you see your bill every month but that goes really fast
0: Ugh, it just seems so painful
1: and so, it is it's it is even believe it or not painful for me as I'm like writing it on my billing sheet yeah, I'm like, bet. what did I say to this person that was worth eight hundred and fifty dollars it better be good Laura you better tell them something really good
0: do, do you have these conversations with your clients like, yes that's, like I I, I had to charge that and let's get through this. Yes. And the, yeah.
1: Please. Let's just look. I'm going to send you the statute. I'm going to send you the law. Read it. Tell me if you don't understand it, but you need to understand this so that we can go to the next stage. There's nothing. There's no magic dust that I'm going to have to get it done.
0: Do you ever think about getting into other kinds of law?
1: Nope.
0: You should stay with this. Yeah. This, this is the way you're, you're going go to go the mat with this. Well,
1: here's the thing. I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. What I'm going to do now is kind of be more educational about it. That's yeah. why divorce sucks. That's why it's over easy. Somebody approached me today about something that sounds really interesting because there's a couple of kind of old boys networks that are um, associations that deal in family law. I'm thinking of getting into one that really brings technology and mental health into it and right. has an association that really, really changes it up because it's yeah. just
0: old it, it and needs gross. To be, yeah, it needs to be modernized. Yeah. It needs to be sort of brought in the modern era and, and it's, I, I like the way you think about it as as a more multidisciplinary problem rather than law, strictly a right. legal issue.
1: Well, because it's like behind the curtain, you know, at Emerald City, like we have this stuff that we're doing. Here it is. It's all here. It's not a very, I mean, I tell people this too. I didn't get where I am today by being like super smart. It's not rocket science or or neurosurgery. It really is. Here's the law. It's not a huge body of law. There's some subtleties and there can be some complex cases and that's why there will always be a need for family law attorneys and litigators. And I get that. But for the most part, You can look at the law, apply it to your facts in your case, and be done.
0: Do you have to have accountants or forensic accountants look at everything? They must be expensive. You
1: don't have to, but I generally do because the high net worth individuals I have will want to have them go through stuff. However, if you are a good accountant and if you have kept track of what has gone on, I mean, you must, in a family law case, disclose what you have, what you owe, what you earn, and what you spend. Mm. So. All of those four corners, you have to just look at everything that you have, you owe, you make, you spend, and then you can figure out where your financial situation is. How far
0: back do you go with the forensic stuff? Few years. Just a few years. Yeah. It depends.
1: I mean, with entertainment industry people, because they go like, if I've got musicians, well, that's they're just, touring.
0: No, that was going next question. They go up and down. Yeah. Seven, how do you determine? We average. What the,
1: we do averages. Averaging. But yeah. then there's certain people who worked and now they're not working anymore. So you have to modify that. You. That's why you look at three years. Sometimes you go back five years because you really want to see what the cycle looks like. Is it that they're writing an album, recording an album, and then touring an album and make and having a big year? Or they Or is down, it they just, just suck? Down. Right?
0: Or want to <laughs> Well, Laura, thank you so much for spending time with me. It's Overeasy.com. It sounds like a f- – I mean – and also at It's Over easy. You have constant Twitter yes, set of Yes, Twitter,
1: Instagram. Come check us out. If you are thinking about it, know somebody thinking about it, we it's we really just want to help out, honestly. It
0: feels like if you're thinking about getting married, you ought to look at it. And that too. Wcmfamilylaw.com is where you can find Wasser, Cooperman, and Mandel. Is it all family law or is it all it's kind all of stuff? It's all family
1: law. All There's of 18 stuff. of us just breaking people up. We don't even do adoptions. It's just the bad stuff, folks. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: did I miss anything is there anything else you wanted to put out there nope
1: nope just oh and listen to the Divorce Sucks podcast on podcast one
0: Divorce Sucks Divorce (laughs) Sucks on podcast one check it out and uh, thank you so much for being here thank you for having me I'll see you next time